0: Hi, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Aves. We are working uh, in this podcast to share about computational design for AEC. Uh, today we have a new guest, Nap from Netherlands. Uh, we have a new topic uh, that we'll be discussing. Uh, I I reached Echo to LinkedIn, uh, find out he was like uh, teaching computational design and some scripting in Dynamo with a really cool... Uh, for a script that uh, allows to perform like a really nice operation for python that uh maybe we can talk about that later echo but um our point for today will be to talk about uh education in computational design uh we want to give like some perspective of where we are at the moment where's the where, where is the, the new generation going with this and well one, once i found out like echo was um uh, actually teaching this uh, for students. I was like, uh, I was thinking this is, this is brilliant. Uh, Personally, I didn't have like a a specific education on this. Uh, It was more on the things that I learned from the internet. But, uh, so I think this, this will be a a really nice conversation we're having today. So welcome, Eiko. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm good. Thanks. So, uh, now basically you're going to compare me to the internet. Uh, that's, a
0: tough, that's a tough not to crack. I'll, I'll see what I can do. No, no, just I, I think it's way better than the internet. Like uh, having a having a guide for 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 vacation. So,
2: can can you tell us a, a little bit about you, Echo? uh. Uh yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir. Um,
1: uh Well, about myself, <laughs> I live in Holland in The De Hague. Uh, it's raining here. It's cold, so I'm glad to be inside. Uh, and it's very nice to get in touch with people all from all over the world, but actually, without actually leaving the comforts of your home. So it's, it's really nice to be asked to do kinds of, these kinds of things. Uh, I used to greatly enjoy uh, getting on a plane and doing conferences and stuff like that. But I'm not sure that's actually a good idea anymore. So uh, the the good part is what we're doing right now. And the bad part is uh, the plain bit. So uh, I'm actually quite happy with this uh, kind of interaction. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, well, uh, for the rest, two kids, one wife, uh, working uh, as a teacher at the Hague University. And uh, uh, actually, I started just half a year ago with uh, with, uh, the formal teaching bit. Uh, before that, I was uh, in an architecture and construction firm, uh, teaching my colleagues basically. I've been doing teaching for years, just not on an you know, uh, educational environment. And I was basically starting to think, well, uh, if nobody's, not enough people are uh, doing things my way, uh, is is it me? Am, am I doing am I doing the teaching bit wrong? Uh, and over here at the university, we have a very comprehensive uh, teaching uh, course for the teachers. Uh, So I figured, well, if uh, if I can discover any weaknesses in my approach, it will probably be here. Uh, And of course, uh, there's a lot more uh, audience to to choose from if it's not me, because if it's not me, it's just a certain percentage of people that are uh, open to this kind of thinking, to this computational kind of thinking. And uh, if I have 50 colleagues or if I have a few hundred students, there's a lot more chance I'll meet uh, receptive people over at the university. That's yeah, that's... Basically, that's basically a lot of what you need to know about me. I'm just looking for uh, an audience, basically. <laughs> yeah,
0: that sounds, sounds really interesting. Like, uh, uh, I like this comment. Like, is it me or or what's going on when I, when you're doing things your way? Uh, mm-hmm. Probably. You, uh, I I have well, I have personally. I think that. Uh, many architects are involved in computational design and technology are actually taking a step forward of what the industry actually is doing at the moment mm-hmm. uh, and i think that's just uh, like a a really big wall that we are all facing uh, all over the world that uh, when we start doing this type of uh, of figuring out this type of workflow we realize that uh, there's not a lot of people doing things uh, in this way, or there's not uh, a lot of people think in the same way that we are thinking. And especially because of the vision that we kind of acquire once we select uh, getting involved with the programming things. And, uh, you know, when I, I don't know in your in your case, Echo, but uh, at least for me, like uh, definitely programming was not part of like a course or so wasn't even not in, in, in my head back
2: in the day.
1: No, not at all. So um, I think uh, programming uh, and any kind of education or knowledge gathering changes the way you think. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Um, but it also, while it opens doors, it also closes them. Uh, and well, that's basically the, the, the tightrope you have to walk when we want to do computational design. We don't want to fall off on the left side and become programmers. We don't fall off on the right side and become architects. We want to stay right at the middle and, and be able to uh, bridge the worlds. Uh, and uh, it's equally difficult to not fall off on the left or to the right.
2: Okay? <laughs> so, so yeah, how did you
0: get involved with with computational design before becoming a, a teacher and, and, and starting to teach this? Uh... It was part of your uh, daily job you discovered one day.
2: How how did it well, all start?
1: <laughs> I, I got into computational design uh, with the, the computational part, I think. Uh, I was a very traditional educated architect uh, like 20 years ago or something, uh, doing repetitive work, uh, because like, like any 20 year old architect is doing repetitive work, right? Yeah. Uh, make, making drawings, annotations, stuff like that, especially 20 years ago. Quite normal to do that stuff by hand or, uh, or in AutoCAD or something like that. Revit was just coming online. Um, uh, and I was getting frustrated with that bit. I'm doing the same stuff over and over again. Um, well, that kind of bugs me. Uh, well, often you are saying programmers are lazy people, uh I, <laughs> I qualify because it really <laughs> bugs you to do things twice. So I started uh, doing the, the really repetitive bits, drawing annotations and symbols that needed to be uh, present in different scales. And I started uh, automating that stuff uh, in uh, the Revit environment. Uh, there's lots of stuff to, to know about uh, software like Revit. Um, I think then the one thing you can mention in a positive sense is the, the family environment, uh, mm-hmm. which lets you kind of graphically program uh, relationships, uh, graphical or formative relationships, um, And then, of course, there were a few formulas, like this line has to be twice as long as that line. So you write in a formula, uh, kind of like Excel level, basically. Um, and well, it sort of grew from there uh, as it wanted to do more and more complicated things, needing more and more complicated formulas. And uh, then Dynamo came along a few years later. Okay. Which allowed me to do even more complex stuff. And then I grew sort of out of Dynamo because uh, the way Dynamo is now, uh, six years ago, it wasn't quite that advanced. So you often have to uh, re- uh, refer to stuff like Python. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't know any Python, but other people had. So they made these uh, applications for Python within this Dynamo environment. I'm not sure if the Dynamo needs a introduction for the audience, but Dynamo is uh, uh, a kind of programming language that developed uh, parallel to Grasshopper. Uh, same uh, same creator by I'm Keo, um, and uh, well, basically it lets you do stuff in a graphical way with prefabricated nodes of code, uh, but of course the prefabricated nodes are uh, uh, finite in in their uh, uh, application. There's just so many nodes you can pre uh, uh, pre make uh, pre bake before you want to go to market and let people do stuff with it. So in the early days, there were lots of people expanding on these pre-made nodes with uh, with Python nodes, especially in interacting with the Revit API. So of course, uh, after a few years, maybe even a year of Dynamo, uh, I uh, kind of ran out of uh, the usual nodes and started to pick (laughs) apart uh, the the nodes that other people made and started learning Python backwards, basically.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's quite similar to what I did as well. uh i just started like jumping on 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 dynamo at the beginning when i discovered about it like i was fascinated by the by the creation of it i mean i i I knew a bit of grasshopper before that but uh, i was not really familiar like that much i actually became more familiar with dynamo rather than grasshopper uh although nowadays i'm trying just to do both <laughs> as much uh, like what when i have the, the chance if life allows me and i have enough time <laughs> uh but i but uh it has evolved a lot like the the evolution for, for like i will say like six probably seven years when it came along it has been huge uh, i mean the one of the things I, I personally I also like a lot about technology is that it moves really fast and uh, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> uh, I, I really like that, like um, that everyone is trying to contribute. Uh, uh, you see people doing this, uh, people creating all this, this new coding, this new application, uh, and it's like a constant research. So I think that uh, it's it's tricky. It's not easy to 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 be, to catch up with everything. But I think you get familiar to, uh, and you get used to it with the things that you can actually catch up and the things and how can you, um uh, improve. And it's like a path that you are taking like steps uh, every day, you know, and that's how you kind of like still grabbing, um, knowledge for this, 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 uh, I think becoming computational designer is not, uh, I think that happens in two days. So like in two months. <laughs> It's something that definitely needs some time, some, some effort and some dedication. So, so one of the, one of the things that I, I, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, new profession about like going to the teaching is how, how did you start? Like the, the teaching is, uh, in computational design, most of the teaching that we found is in, it's in the internet, right. And And taking it to the university or taking it to like a classroom where you have a, well, to the traditional uh, teaching system, I will say like, uh, must be definitely a challenge, right? Uh,
1: Well, Yeah, uh, that's how we started, right? With comparing yourself to the internet. uh, (laughs) There's there's no way that you can replace all this information that is on the internet just by uh, talking to people for an hour a week. It's not comparable. Uh, what you can do is uh, introduce the concepts of paramedic design or computational design, uh, introducing applications, maybe uh, inspire people uh, or uh, convey some sense of responsibility. I think for me, that's a, that's a big one, but it's also a bit of a scary one, uh, because it kind of takes you away from teaching and into evangelism. <laughs> uh, like. Uh, have a one planet uh, we need to all contribute and do what we can and well if you understand computers it's your, uh, 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 you're obliged to uh, to uh, use this computer to make your designs more eco-friendly or something like that right it's, it's not uh it's not optional anymore if you if you put it that way uh, so okay. that could motivate some people and it could also scare away some people who uh, really are not uh, interested in doing their profession uh, for, for any other reason than for their own development and of course i had the luxury to just tinker along uh, and, and uh, start learning this stuff without any pressure okay. so I'm, I'm not quite sure if i'm comfortable with putting the pressure on other people that way I... okay um but we're kind of interesting off subject here i think uh, translating internet to the classroom uh, inspiring uh, encouraging of course uh, I, th- I think that's a big part uh, one thing that motivated me to become a teacher is a, is a colleague of mine working for another company um, where he said well uh, if we come to these uh, what is this maybe it takes a bit of background do we have time for a little bit of background? Uh, like four years ago uh, I started yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I started um, uh, Thinking that maybe learning Dynamo on my own was not the best way to go about it. Uh, I started okay. thinking, well, maybe I need to build some kind of community of, of a user group of people okay. who, that actually uh, uh, congregate a few times a year and share experiences. Uh, and well, I just started doing that by calling up the people I knew. Other people uh, uh, jumped on the train, and before you know it, you had 100 people in room, uh, on a room on basically a uh, two-monthly basis. it so that grew really, really fast and out of hand. Um, and, well, my role in, that I took upon myself was, okay, I've, I've got two years' head start on some people. Uh, you guys uh, talk about uh, what interests you, and I'll take care of the new uh, people who just want to Get a sort of a crash course to follow along with the discussion. So every time we came, uh, I took uh, the the people who said, Well, I don't know anything about Dynamo. I just like to learn it in one hour and then contribute to the next rest of the meeting in the the two hours that's left. So I've basically done a lot of one hour crash courses in Dynamo. And uh, one thing I got back from that is that I turned somebody thought I was really good at uh, taking people to. try stuff that are really we're not comfortable with
2: okay um, that's a nice skill
1: <laughs> yeah i suppose but it's also very uh insightful to uh, realize that how i learn things is dive in start start looking stuff up on the internet try stuff uh, crashing my computer, crashing other people's computers, and <laughs> it, 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 it's just not that daunting to me. You know? I'll say, to, uh, sorry, 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 I'll help you with your work, and well, the second no. time around, it's not that much work, right? <laughs> uh, and, and go on from there, and for a lot of other people, that can be quite scary. Um, so, this guy said, well, I really admire how you... Uh, uh, can take people to do stuff or encourage people to do stuff they don't, they don't really trust themselves to do yet. You okay. really help them along that way. And I think that might be the most important thing a teacher can do is to provide some kind of safe environment or uh, mi- mindset where you can actually uh, try stuff. Yeah,
2: maybe, a, that's
1: the, maybe that's the most important part.
2: No, it's,
0: and it's, it's, it is definitely true because. Uh, I think for for me i mean i'm talking talking from my experience uh i didn't build a community of of programming like that fast because uh because well first i didn't know anyone <laughs> with the with that set of skill like um so i still like trying to reach people uh, use like three through, through internet like that that were like doing this type of technology and Sometimes building also like a community or like trying to find a community uh, through the internet. I mean, it's getting easier nowadays, but uh, when I started doing this, it was, it was a bit uh, uh, random, you know, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a, a Facebook or an Instagram kind of chat that you are looking. It's like something that is just, uh, really specific and, uh, and you don't, you don't, you know, you may have a reply, but you have a reply, maybe like a, one more after you actually make a question, or like so if you're lucky, you get a reply really fast. But you never know, you know. Like do this type, this 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 type of uh, gaps in the time that you have in the internet, uh, like kind of uh, funny. And and it is true. Like takes takes um, takes courage to actually go and start like doing stuff from without knowing nothing. And uh, it's like you were saying, you know, like sometimes you crash the computer. <laughs> That happens a lot and then uh you don't know if the if crushing the computer is actually good or not but uh sometimes you well once you start like playing with this you you know like if you are crushing the computers because okay. you are basically trying a new experiment and, uh, and that's part of yeah. the process
1: and at first you think it works so it's okay uh, let's try this for 50 people and then 50 <laughs> people crash and then oh right uh, sorry <laughs> And you have yeah, and, and, and you have to be willing to try and you have to be in an environment that's willing really to let you try to. I really owe a lot to people who avoid me and let me uh crash 50 computers. <laughs> that's not that's not a light thing to ask, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of people will be inclined to fire people who uh, crash 50 computers sometimes.
0: <laughs> hey Eco, and and what's the uh, now that you that you you were telling us that you build like a community. Uh, mm-hmm. How how would you say that? Or what is the difference between the community that you you start building before teaching and now that you have like students and you are teaching? What's it? What's the main difference that you have realized, is it the same, or just with younger people? Or how do you see this? No,
1: it's it's, it's different. I think uh, in education, you really have to uh, take into account that not everybody uh, uh, knows they need your uh, knowledge. Uh, if you build a community, uh, people join on a voluntary basis, wanting to learn stuff, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the subject you're uh, gathering your community around. They also want to make a human connection, I think. And in education, uh, there's a really uh, big part that uh, where, where people are still trying to find themselves. People are usually a lot younger, too. Uh, I think the average, average age of these uh, Dynamo meetups is around 30, I think. And when I look at my classrooms, the organization is like 20. And that's a big difference in terms of where people are in 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 terms of what they want, what they know they want, uh, what direction they want to move on in life. They're still really discovering themselves. If okay. It's uh, it's a point in your life where you can really be influenced, uh, but it's also a point in your life where it's really hard to reach you, I think.
2: So, uh, and
0: what's once a... Once a... Uh, I mean, what's the age average do you have in the community?
1: Uh, The the community itself is like 30, I think it's mostly people who graduated like five years ago, 10 years ago, and then moved into professional practice, uh, learned some stuff on the internet and found, well, nobody else in my company is doing this stuff. Uh, I want to share some of my experiences with people and then they look beyond their company and find the communities that they're maybe not there.
0: Yeah. And, and, and how do you see the reaction of the students when they see computational design for the first time? Uh, I mean, it's comp- um, I, I don't know how is the uh, teaching of architecture or the school in, in Netherlands, to be honest. But uh, if I compare it to what I live, like, I know computational design is way different uh, than traditional uh, architecture school. So what's, what's, yeah, what's the reaction? do they like it? Do they are confused about computational design? <laughs>
1: um, well, I think the, the introduction I, uh, I usually do is very narrow uh, in that I don't try to uh, have them create a design. I mm-hmm. try to introduce them to the concept of a computer actually doing stuff uh, much faster than they would be able to do themselves. I think that's the key component where you can use a computer. Do more stuff, uh, and the thing I'm using is i uh, uh, I can't use a picture, so I'll try and describe it. Uh, my company built a, a design five years ago, I think it's being constructed right now. But it's my previous company, I should have closed should have um We did a design five years ago where we had a bit of facade that was random, right? Uh, <clears> and The other f- part of the facade was just uh, blank brick, uh, and the other, and, um, the random facade is, of course, uh, a computational uh, mainstay because random is not, all, not uh, always nice. Uh, right. if, if stuff is really random, where you have three colors that you want to divide over a thousand panels, any random distribution can end up with one third of your red panels all clumped in one spot, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone will say that's not random, but of course it's random. It's just not what you expect it.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> So, uh, that gives you two opportunities. Uh, uh, One is uh, build some kind of small script that actually does work for you. Assign uh, colors to panels because that's uh, people will be used to manually assigning colors to uh, objects or uh, uh, surfaces or faces maybe. Uh, And a computer can do that for you if you uh, give some instructions. It's it's a very short script, maybe 20 nodes or something like that. Um so they'll be able to finish this from scratch without any previous knowledge inside one hour. I know that um, and after that, you can start using uh using that framework for discussion about well, what is random. do we really understand uh, what we're asking the computer to do uh, because uh, once once you have this framework where you have a computer that does stuff for you, mm-hmm. the next challenge is to make it do the right st- the right things.
2: So, yeah, we, we're going on the random.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, right. Um, programming is not uh, especially a new profession anymore, right? Uh, yeah. People have been programming for ages now. Uh, but uh, when you look at uh, what people tend to uh, get uh, pulled into when they're programming, is uh, programming right. And making beautiful code, making very functional code, doing the things the right way. Uh, in computational design, uh, I think a lot uh, hangs, hinges on the question, am I doing the right things? And having that discussion early on, making the computer not only do things right, but also doing, making it have, do the right things is uh, even more important. The mm. uh, computer is just a tool, it'll do anything you ask it to, if you're asking correctly. Uh, so that's step one. But step two immediately needs to be, so what am I making my computer do? Yeah. What am I using it for? And is uh, that really what it needs to be done?
2: Yeah, That's actually a good
0: good uh, uh, thinking. Imagine uh, no when I write codes. Uh, and this happened a lot in my experience when I started, like writing any type of script or any type of code. Uh, if I see it now, I'm like, "What? What was that?" Like I will think, "Like, okay, what What is, what is this mess that I that I just uh, wrote to do something that uh, <laughs> nowadays is yeah. just like two lines and goodbye, you know?" And used to, used to at the beginning, I think like I used to. Uh, or uh, what, what's the word for this? Like to, I used to do everything super complex when it was so simple, and it's until I started getting like uh, familiar with the practice and and understanding better how what was the process, what was the goal. Uh, you know, at the beginning, I was just uh, it was more about thinking about the functions, uh, but not thinking that much about the goal in a specific and the objective of the of doing like maybe a task or an operation and i think that's that was like a a, a really important like um difference or like mark a really big difference for me when i started actually focusing on the on the objective of the of the operation rather than what the note or like what's the function that i need that will allow me to do this so it was like a so does seem seem like a lot but uh, i think it was also part of the whole curve. like uh while you're learning the notes while you're learning the python script while you're learning this and that uh, you play with the information that you have and then your mind links everything in a really strange way right but uh but it it's it's it is true like giving the correct instruction to a computer it's it's not that easy i think that's also one of the just like you were saying with this example of the random right like people is like that's not random but you know like it's totally random when you write a function but uh, sometimes we don't we don't see what we expect even if we have the correct code uh, being
2: built right mm, exactly it's it's uh,
1: quite hard to really uh, put into words uh what uh, what a uh, creative uh, process uh, actually does. Yeah, that's that's uh,
2: irreplaceable, right?
1: Uh, one of the most uh, inspiring uh, quotes in that regard is, uh, I think, by uh, Dutch professor Peters, I think, from the University of Groningen. He said, well, oh, uh, programming is too important to leave the programmers. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's basically the whole point of computational design, right? Uh, we're all uh, coming... There's hardly any programmers that get into design. Uh, it's usually the architects that get frustrated with the tools that they have and <laughs> started to write their own programming.
2: Yeah.
1: So we're living his uh, his words basically. Programming is too important to leave the program.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's no, it is true. Like a, that, I mean, I jump in to programming because I like the creative part and I like to create crazy geometries and things like that uh so that's how i started but then i was i mean i never expected to be uh like all these crazy shapes and, and things like that i i was i never expected to be like um like programming you know like never i mean if you talk to me like eight years ago 10 years ago and you tell me that to create these beautiful crazy designs uh, you had to learn programming I will be like what <laughs> like how can you actually link uh lines to just to, to a series of orders and it's yeah it's it's like a pencil just translated in two words and different <laughs> different environment but uh i am I'm, I'm still wondering about like uh for for the students you you think like uh so once you 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 start like getting involved with them do you see them like more interested or uh, trying to do like a new using these new method in their own projects like inside school
1: it's, it's different and there, there's a few of them who take what you uh, give them and, and take off uh, with mm-hmm. it uh, but i always ask myself uh, was it really necessary for me to act as an intermediary or, for, or if they never met me they could have found it on the internet and done stuff like that anyway Uh, I think, as a teacher, you can only uh, really influence the people that are uh, uh, on on the fence, or or maybe influence the timing at which uh, people uh, get introduced to certain subjects. Because most of the learning they'll still have to do themselves, and they would have done it anyway. Um, It's 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 quite uh, hard to uh, uh, underestimate uh, the kind of influence a teacher has. Okay. It's just some somebody who introduces stuff to you and maybe helps you along your way. But it's not somebody who is uh, transformational in in, how, in what you can reach in life. I think.
0: Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. Uh, to be honest, uh, I mean, I guess that at the end of the day is it's not that uh, simple uh, to. I mean, it's not simple to jump into computational design if you don't have at least like a window that uh, someone shows you like a. Uh, Look at the view of this, I think. Uh, but uh, definitely, I mean, spreading the word and, and showing the capacity to people. Like, uh, I mean, sometimes you you won't. I don't think like everyone will become a computational designer, but like if the community gets familiar with the system, then we can have this type of uh, environments where people know your capacity and they ask you if you can do something for them. You know, like build something for them to make their lives uh, simpler, like improve the the performance of an activity i mean just like I was saying we are lazy people that do not like to do repetitive stuff and that's when like probably like a if you write a, a simple code or something like you will save a lot of time not only for you but like for more people in the in the team and collaboration i, th- I guess is something that uh is still going to be like key and I mean, like creativity, you cannot be cannot be replaced by a computer or by any programming language, right? The creativity is still like a, uh, something really unique of of human, and also collaboration. Like collaboration, like a, uh, with the, I mean, it's like getting a car, right? Like uh, I don't know how to build a car, but I know it's really useful, <laughs> uh, so I will someone else figure out how to build it. I will go and I will get it. So build that kind of interaction, right? Between the between the community of architects. And I think education is basically the, the first part to do it.
1: Okay. Um so basically I I don't think I ever really uh witness uh how uh, the moment it clicks inside the student's head. It's really rare for for you, for a teacher to be actually present when that happens, it usually <laughs> happens years later.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it it is true, and in in the students, like uh I I know that how how many how many uh, semesters do do they get at the moment where you are of computational
2: design? Is it um,
1: one? Just or one, I think. Just one uh, for the I'm trying to I'm trying to expand on that, but basically, right now. Uh, there's a basic uh, few basic courses of uh, Revit and a little bit of Python, uh, and then about in year three or something they get a chance to do uh, a semester of uh, computational design and BIM. Okay. Um, I'm trying to expand on that, I think, and of course they can also choose to do their uh, thesis on computational design and then spend an extra half year in the subject. Okay. Uh, but it's it's really not that much. Um, I think that also reflects how many other things uh, an architect or a constructional designer or uh, a building physicist needs to know to actually be able to know what to to automate. Yeah. Uh, I really don't want to uh, educate programmers who then have no knowledge of the building. That would be uh, counterproductive.
2: No, you have.
1: I think. Uh, when you see what's going on in uh, like the University of Cardiff, I uh, don't quite remember his name right now. I have to, you'll have to look it up. Cardiff, they do a master's program in uh, one and a half years, I think one year plus a summer, uh, where they really dive into the subject. I think uh, if my students are capable of following that master's program after they graduate from high school, uh, I, I'd be very content.
0: Yeah, that they can keep going with the. Oh, it's true. Like you at the end of the day it's putting like a seat in the people and it's up to them and up to each one how much they want to grow in that in that term. Like uh, for me the the brilliant thing is that are, uh I don't know if I think about this perspective echo like uh, of uh, people like you jumping to the universities to share with the students. I think this is also like an amazing uh step i know like every country has different uh schools different cultures different perspectives on how to do uh, and how those technology works uh in the in the field but i think it's it's essential i I mean like i just like you were saying there's like many opportunities out there for an architect right we have constructors we have uh, designers we have uh we have computational designers, we have, uh, people doing supervision, et cetera. Right. But, uh, but at the end of the day, we we have been seeing the community and the computers and the technology like becoming more and more like a, a key element probably in, in, in the workflow that we are developing. Right. Not, and uh, not, not only for us, like writing code, we have people exploring how to build with robots, uh. Or is in fabrics, uh, what's the best uh, process we can do to build like pieces to then send to site? And
1: I think 90% of the people using computers are using uh, prefabricated software packages, like uh, something like Solibri, Revit, yeah. uh, Rhino, uh, and start, uh, start from there. Uh, I think that's, that's a good thing. Uh, because uh, building an actual interface around your uh, code is a lot of work. Um, not not everybody can move past the interface. I think. Just did you just imagine if uh, people had to drive their cars sitting on the hood of their cars, right? That, that would be a bit uh, awkward. So yeah. there's not, not not a big market for uh, cars that don't have seats, uh, just a steering <laughs> wheel and, and an engine and four wheels, right? yeah because that, that's what we're selling you would be reselling cars with is four wheels an engine and a steering
2: yeah
0: it's really like uh at this in this thing you you need some sort of driver giving you a direction or a team of drivers right it's uh yeah i, I really like this computational design to be honest <laughs> it's um i think it's it's not that easy but uh I think like I really also love the exploration of how people is 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 doing the approach for it. Like uh you know, like you were saying, like you still like probably doing like this repetitive tasks or just figuring out how to do families in the Revit environment, like and and how can you build like a relationship with them? But then probably like uh I mean like then you, you then you have figured out how to install in Python <laughs> uh you, I don't know an application for your study students, you know, like something that probably at the beginning like uh, was not a must, like something that you uh, will be like uh, doing um, like uh, research in the first in the first uh, days probably of uh, of doing computational design. But any, everyone is pushing the boundaries uh, between the community. Like uh, you face with a with a challenge, and then you're like, okay, let's let's see what we can build. And that's, that's, um, I don't know, like with the with the education that you provide, I guess, like probably in the next 10 years, like this won't be like a completely radical subject anymore. And this will become like, a you know, like something like the new AutoCAD.
1: <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get to that part. At that point, you really won't be able to recognize it anymore as what it is today. Uh, I think it's too much to hope that people will all be able to code the way they do right now. If you you look at how much difference something like Grasshopper or Dynamo has made in making people comfortable with giving the computer instructions, uh, then you realize it's all about the interface. Uh, Computers are not human and humans are very comfortable interacting with humans. And once it gets uh, inhuman, uh, things start sliding a bit towards uh, the fringes. And I don't think we'll ever be able to get away from that. I think we will be able to uh, see better and better tools uh, okay. that really meet the needs of the uh, design community. Because right now, basically all the tools we have are uh, translations of uh, the former manual work, uh, ma- making drawings, and, and uh, so. software like, it's like uh, Revit or uh, SketchUp or stuff like that, it's all based on, well, what did we use to do by hand? And how can we uh, make that uh, easier to do on a computer? Um, And I hope we'll be able to see uh, uh, stuff that really makes a difference in how buildings perform, uh, how how buildings perform, make their way into the uh, design uh, tool set.
2: So
0: would you say that uh, tools are more, It's, it will be more important to find the, the right tool, rather than, uh, or oh, it will be more important to actually learn how to code the tools. Or oh, do you see them completely apart?
1: No, that's, that's, I think, uh, my vision for it. May there will always be a part where you want to have a, have a tool uh, that has an API or something, something to tweak it a little bit. Uh, but uh, the amount of people who are actually comfortable uh, with building new tools, uh, will always be uh, a fraction of the people who are uh, comfortable using the tools. But that's never going to change. I think.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a co- yeah. It's uh,
0: probably could be a constant.
1: Also, building uh, no,
0: it's
1: but, Just the tools. The tools need to get better at what we uh, are providing this, uh, the the functions we need instead of the functions we say we want. Yeah. It's like with the the T4. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's an actual quote, it's all often misquoted to this, uh, score, <laughs> right? uh but if we were asked people what they wanted, they uh, would have asked for, for faster horses, right? And yeah. right now uh, we're, we're, all, we're all riding faster horses because that's yeah. what we asked for.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I saw this image a couple of uh, months ago that I, I was building a project with a, with a friend. We still building, well, we still building that project. Let's see where we go, but uh, he shared with me like this image of about like a a car in the in the twenties and a house in the twenties.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and the car in the twenties was like this kind of like a uh, really small motor uh, and just like a couple of wheels, like kind of like a uh, bicycle wheels, something like really look really fragile and really sketchy, right? And he he showed me the house of the of the twenties, and the house was just the same as we have a house nowadays. Probably, you know, windows, doors, uh, walls, uh, ceilings, and.
1: and in, in the Netherlands, right now, if people want uh, want to come to an architect and want a house. Uh, about fifty or sixty percent say, "I want a nineteen thirties like kind of house." Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. so kind of look and feel. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's. Uh, it was kind of funny because you see the cars evolving through the years, and you know nowadays uh, we have these uh, cars that are driving themselves out with a computer. and And houses are still like kind of in the like in the same, just like you're saying. Like people still ask for the house mm-hmm. in the twenties and the thirties. And I mean, I'm not, not not judging the taste of of the house for anyone, but uh, it's more about the the. The thinking of how can we use the technology that we have to to improve this the life that we have to provide.
1: There's also uh, there's also a warning in it uh, in that uh, you can uh, build all the tools you want if these tools uh, don't provide what people are asking for uh, or somehow meet the need of the people asking uh, uh, for the tools, uh, you'll never gain ground. And yeah. The, uh, the
2: race, basically. yeah, I think I think it's a mix of 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 of
0: those both because uh it's kind of like uh, I will I, I will always eat pizza until I discover that probably lasagna exists, right? Yeah, for like giving you an example on my side. <laughs> uh and I think you giving having the chances and just having the vision, having the opportunity to see and experience the um, the the task to know more about something is what actually gives you the chance to be curious about something and start exploring more and uh probably with the students is kind of like that you know like you you give them this a small part of what a computational design is uh, a brief case a scenario uh, totally agree it will depend exactly on them it's, it's uh if they want to pursue it or not uh, but at least to have the chance to have the window like there uh, and see the vision of what you can do with this gives you the the chance to maybe think in the future. Ah, okay, this is the type of thing that I want, or like this is the type of car that I want. And I mean, similar to this podcast, I think is is part of that. Just sharing the what's happening out there. What what are the things that you can build? Uh, for me, definitely, computational design is something that simplifies work uh, for sure. But also it's like, uh, I would say that it's a really nice way to be creative as well. Uh, Differently, uh, a bit radical because you're using a computer and people at the beginning think computers will limit you and will constrain you. But uh, I think it's, for me, it's completely the opposite. If you learn how to use it, you can actually do a lot that it will be impossible to do manual for sure. (laughs)
2: Uh, I
1: think the, the, the most promising thing about computational design is the communication options it offers, uh, where you uh, are able to contribute to your building project in a much more comprehensive level than uh, when you did uh, with, with paper or maybe PDF, where people still needed to uh, interpret your kind of input into the design. Uh, I can only imagine how frustrating it would be as an advisor when you say, well, this this wall here, uh, this, this wall needs to be uh, insulating in the, this kind of uh, this kind of amount, and then only years later finding out that that's not actually what it got implemented because another uh, type of wall was cheaper, or uh, maybe uh, the focus was lost on, on that kind of subject. Um, when you uh, talk about computational design, you talk about formalizing the relationships uh, between objects, like this wall needs to be twice as long as this wall uh, and, and a whole basically building the whole uh, structure that actually results in a kind of form, but also in a kind of uh, object that needs to perform in a certain way. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe let this much light through, uh, insulate that matter, generate this much heat, generate this much cooling. Um, the whole thing becomes one big uh, algorithm that uh, is uh, cohesive. Uh, and, and this cohesiveness is what we lack in the, in the construction industry today. It's just lots of people providing input into some kind of documentation file uh and if you're lucky uh your your part gets built
2: <laughs> yeah hey but uh and and how
0: you have a good point here like about communication before before going to to the teaching how, how does the communication work in your in your company when you still like doing computational design or doing these applications was it difficult to actually you know like Sometimes computational designers collect the inputs of many people, and put them in their practice. How was that experience for you?
1: Um, I think maybe the other way around. Uh, my experience in computational design is not uh, in making forms in form finding. My experience is in analyzing uh, bin models and building relationships and making okay. sure the output is compliant with standards. Okay. Uh, That's a large part of where I input my computational work, where I input my programming and making sure the communication process uh, was as good as it uh, could be. Uh, So I was never really uh, involved with uh, making a spectacular form and then making sure that form got built. I was uh, always a step later in the process where people uh, designed something and then needed to get it built. That's what put in all the effort.
0: And how was how was that for for, for, the, for you and your team? Uh, would you say it like um, it changed? It's a,
1: it's a constant it's a constant struggle uh, with uh, file formats, basically with, with uh, file formats lacking the ability to form relationships. Okay. Um, uh, there's a really basic level of relationship when we're talking about building information modeling, uh, where you can uh, relate maybe a wall to a level uh, or a window to a wall um but uh, the the way uh, things are structured right now in uh, building software is uh, how they were imagined 20 years ago and they were imagined 20 years ago on the basis of database structures that were available then and were thought of 20 years before that so what we're using right now to construct buildings in terms of building information modeling is stuff that was conceptualized 40 years ago yeah. It's really uh, agonizing to think about what you could do uh, if you took a more modern view on it. So, so you found me on, on, on LinkedIn, right? Yeah.
2: Imagine
1: right. what you could do if your whole building was constructed in a LinkedIn database, if all yeah. these relationships were apparent. Uh, and basically, that's, that's kind of a gap between uh, the phone book and LinkedIn that I was trying to build.
2: Yeah, that's it's it. Well,
0: now that you're putting it that way, I'm thinking like it's definitely different and uh the approach yeah definitely for something that was built four years ago and we are using it is i mean sounds like it's like nothing in terms of this time of progress that we were talking so like uh, for use to be all over the world and people to know more about it is I think it's definitely spreading, which I really like uh that uh internet is also helping us to, for example, this type of work that you're saying and communication with the, with your colleagues, somehow you you pick it up from somewhere and, and share it with this. Uh, you build it with the community and probably that you built uh, after crashing their computers, <laughs> and uh, and that, and then you put it yeah, there. Yeah, you
1: have to you have to make some kind of contribution, otherwise people are <laughs> <have> crashing <to> <laughs> their computers,
0: right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There, has to, there, has, there has to be a plus side as well for you being present.
0: <laughs> uh it's, it's 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 that's great like i mean i, I used to lo- i used to work in a project a lot like eight years ago that uh it was one uh, it was a, a big beam project and uh, that that project we used to crash the computer like uh, <laughs> quite a, quite a lot of times because uh we were like a, a lot of uh members in that team were new into the Revit and the beam system and i remember like uh, if so, sometimes I think like I would like just to see the model one more time, like the whole model just to see how messy it is. <laughs> uh, we, because it was, you know, like first operation for me and we get, we had all this random like information flying in the project. Uh, we didn't have any tools like, like, like dynamo or anything to fix the data fast, which mm-hmm. was also like a, a big constraint at, uh, back in those days. And, and definitely like, uh I mean, I got familiar with with programming more for the creativity of the forms. But then I still like figuring out all the automated things that you can do, all the operations that you can do with data. I understand how value is data as well. Like, uh, if you can you can check a model, do a QA, QC process inside a model. Like, I mean, I, I don't imagine myself doing a QA, QC process without having a tool like Dynamo, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or uh, in a model is to do some type of console. And... Yeah, it's, I think at the end, it's that, that's what is relevant for this technology that is making our life simple and keeps doing our life more comfortable for sure. It's, uh, I think the important thing is to know how familiar, how important, what are the things that you can build, uh, who is the people that you can reach to to build uh, an application or, or like uh, do a, a, a small script that helps the rest of the team.
2: Mm-hmm. and.
0: And the, and the communication is is definitely essential. Like uh, I'm not sure. Like when I think about computational design, I would like to kind of like imagine something specific uh, for the for the future. Uh, but I see all these things happening all over the world, and uh, and it just gives me like a lot of like uh, excitement that uh, people all over the world is using them in a different way or in a particular. Uh, uh, activity and and that's without having like uh and that's just with the with the people that as as you were saying like building the community or the internauts that are just searching and, and sharing but now in the future if this becomes something that uh you know I, I i wish or i would love that i had like some python in the university i think it will save me at least like two years of
1: <laughs> of not absolutely having to the write. problem was in my educational days, I was interested in anything but uh, computational design.
2: <laughs> and
0: now, and now you are here teaching them. I, I'm, I'm
1: regretting all the last years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's it. It will be it will be great that um, having that type of window. So something something uh, that you wanna add? Like, what's your vision for for the future of uh, computational design? Echo? uh
1: so yeah. I think I just did. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping uh, computational design uh, ends up creating uh, the, the tools we need instead of the tools we want. Um, no, I only we at that. That's a good one. I hope <laughs> we get the tools we need yeah, because that's... we need a lot of better, a lot of better tools that we have right now to uh, manage this incredibly difficult thing that's building.
2: It's building within, are...
1: within the context of this one planet we have
0: yeah buildings are definitely one one of the yeah i'm well i'm also kind of geek on sustainable process and i think like for me technology is one of the key elements that will help us to achieve a very sustainable city Mm -hmm. uh it has proved to to do it so so i hope we people that are not familiar with that they also keep in mind that you can improve your designs in terms of sustainability because you can actually measure data and if you can measure data, that, uh, that's that's yeah. brilliant and,
1: and, feed, and feed that analysis back into
0: your design yeah Well, well. no amazing echo like uh it, it's been a, it's been an amazing episode uh we are sharing just a few experiences of what we have in in different parts of the country today we had echo thank you for being with us today echo for sharing a bit of how did you start doing this for actually teaching in netherlands which we well, at least I believe that it's a key element of the future of not not computational design itself, but I think it's a key element for the for the future of architecture and for the future of the cities that we live in, uh, hoping to build better environments for the future generations as well, and using technology for it. So, thanks for for being with us today, Echo. It
1: Was a pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting. Me.
0: And uh, and I hope you keep teaching. <laughs> I don't know if you if you really <laughs> uh,
1: If I crash enough computers, they'll kick me out again.
0: <laughs> uh, that's that's it. Well, thanks everyone,
2: and we'll keep sharing more about uh, AC in the coming in the coming weeks. And have a good day, everyone.